Have you ever felt like you can't say what you're thinking for fear of looking stupid? Our reputations are what carry us into future success. So better to be assumed a fool than proven an idiot, right? In many cases, sure. But in some cases, it can mean life or death. In this episode, we will uncover what can happen if we don't smash through that wall. Flying is one of the most beautiful things a human can do. But aviation is one of the most difficult industries to break into and also ranked as one of the most dangerous fields in the world. The Aviation Intelligence Podcast by Avic Air is a place where we will discuss methodologies to help you succeed and survive one of the most mysterious and revered professions known to mankind. Let's get started. In the back of a medical helicopter, a young new nurse sits beside a seasoned paramedic. An experienced pilot is at the controls, but this is the first time this particular crew has been teamed up together. The new nurse stares out of the window, nervous but excited. It's her first day on the job. It's a cloudy fall evening and she notices the sky is a bit darker ahead in the direction of the victim that they are tasked to go retrieve. The helicopter ride feels strange. It seems to sway and vibrate in a way that is unfamiliar, not like the boat she was on last weekend with her fiancé. Some turbulence causes the helicopter to bounce and toss around a bit, so she tightens her seatbelt and looks over at the paramedic. The pilot announces over the intercom, don't worry about the bumps. I can handle it if you guys can. The paramedic leans forward and scribbles something on a notepad and shows it to her. She thinks back to some articles she read in an EMS Facebook group she recently joined about how many accidents are occurring when medical helicopters accidentally penetrate clouds when they're only certified to fly in good visual weather. She turns back, looks out the window, and it looks hazy. It's getting dark and looks cold outside as the forest below only has a few brown leaves left clinging to the skeletons that were once lush trees just a couple of months ago. She has a lot riding on this job, and she wants to make a good impression on her new colleagues. So she decides that it's probably not in her best interest to tell the pilot how to do his job. And she ignores that little gut feeling that tells her to take action on the note that her counterpart showed her, who now appears to be sweating bullets. She thinks back to her dinner in the crew quarters and wonders if she had remembered to turn off the oven. And then the helicopter lurches, first getting heavy, the weight of her helmet pushing down on her head as the G-forces increase, and then, weightless. A relief from the load, but now she feels like she just went over the top of the biggest roller coaster in her life. But when she looks outside, she sees nothing, just gray. The engine whines and surges just behind her as the pilot adjusts power to compensate for these sensations. And now heavy side-loading, her hands go up, reaching for anything to hold as there is no real clear indication of which direction is up. And then loud crashing sounds, a violent surge, and then nothing. When the NTSB accident investigators started combing through the carnage the next morning, in between the corpses of the new nurse and the paramedic tucked into the armrest, they found a notepad with some scribbles on it. And it said, I wish the pilot would just turn around.
This content is going to be for the people who have to deal with pilots, not necessarily for the pilots themselves. Sorry, boys and girls. Although, if you are a pilot, you may want to stick around because we are going to talk about how our commanding authority can be misinterpreted as curt or brash and create communication barriers within your operation, which could ultimately affect the safe outcome of your flights and probably affect your personal relationships too. So if you have ever had to interact with a pilot, maybe you're a nurse or a paramedic flying on an EMS operation, or maybe you're a ground crew pushing back airplanes or loading passengers, or maybe you're a flight attendant or a dispatcher or a logistician, or maybe you're one of those poor lonely souls who happen to be in a friendship or a relationship with a pilot. You have probably noticed one thing, and that pilots can be sometimes difficult to negotiate with. But don't let that be a deterrent to communication, because there is a reason why pilots can sometimes seem like they're impossible to deal with. And during private and deep conversations with hundreds of pilots, I have noticed that there is a recurring theme, and that is that the majority of pilots struggle with understanding why the people around them don't exhibit the same assertiveness that we are trained to convey, and it can severely interfere with the seamless communication with those who don't understand the nature of our work. You see, being a pilot is a high-stakes career field, and you can bet that the physical and the financial risk associated with the career has altered the behavioral interactions with others. In a society filled with jobs that people do but rarely love, there is a small percentage of the population that has their head in the clouds, and in order to get there, it requires a tremendous amount of sacrifice in time, relationships, money, and physical risk. There's something intrinsic that drives pilots to do what we do. We are dreamers and action takers. And this high stakes career has to create a rigid behavior in order to protect the sacred job that we all love to do. Most pilots are super nice, but anything that interferes with safety or success takes a back seat, including your feelings. And thus, communication barriers are easily born because no one likes an arrogant, conceited, self-righteous person. Our direct nature is a necessary evil and may be misinterpreted because you feel like you can't tell us anything. And here's why. Pilots have an enormous time and financial investment into their career. Like I said before, this is a high stakes game. Training investment costs in upwards of $100,000 for one career path, such as helicopters or airplanes. Some of us are dual rated and have a college degree, and we have invested nearly three times that amount. And we don't make a lot of money at first. It takes in excess of two to three decades of work to repay the cost of those certificates. Now, there are a lot of people who were trained in the military. And although the taxpayers are the ones spending a million dollars for those same exact pilot certificates, the new pilot is still committed to a couple of years of training and potentially several deployments away from family. Now, stacked on top of the financial and time commitments, there's physical risk also. So you know those days when you feel a little tired and you just want to be a bit lazy? Can you guess the consequences if a pilot exhibits lackadaisical behavior? It's the death penalty. And that isn't exclusive just of the pilots, but from everyone else associated with the successful outcome of a flight. If you are responsible for any aspect of that flight, 
and you don't follow the exact procedure that the pilots are expecting, you can place us on death row as well. And if you make a little mistake, the pilot and all of their passengers will crash, they will burn, and you'll have to go get another job. One that probably pays a little bit more than you're making right now. And in the pilot's private life, if they get a DUI, bad credit, too many traffic violations, they're not going to be able to get a job. So you'll notice that most pilots, whether they're on the job or off the job, they do things in a regimented way. And it may come off across as brash or curt. I mean, look at Sully, for example. That man did everything the right way. And he still had to defend himself in the court of law. It's a great movie if you haven't seen it. Highly recommended. Now, I am not in any way, shape, or form endorsing or approving of a pilot being disrespectful to a team member. What I'm saying is please don't misinterpret direct communication and assertive behavior with being disrespectful. Now, within the last couple of years, the FAA has mandated that all crew members be trained in crew resource management. That's basically a communication class. But more than likely, it's a death by PowerPoint class listing a bunch of stuff like don't display a hazardous attitude of invulnerability and make sure that you follow this list of decision-making steps in the process and in order. Ask any one of your team members how they like their most recent crew resource management or CRM training. I'll bet you that you get an eye roll like it was the most boring part of their training, when really, CRM classes, if they're conducted right, are the most interesting class that you will take in aviation. And, and provides the solution for the majority of all aviation fatal accidents. So this entire episode addresses one fraction of what you would learn in a crew resource management class. And that is that it's okay to be assertive. When you're dealing with flying, when you're dealing with carrying precious cargo, the emotional gloves need to come off, which means you can say whatever it is that is on your mind as long as it pertains to the safety of flight. And you need to include everyone associated with that flight in your thoughts, whether you feel like they're going to be received well or not. Now, pilots, if you're still here with me, it's up to you to explain this concept to everyone around you. And you have to understand that it goes against human nature to point out where other people are making mistakes because it feels like they're criticizing somebody who is superior to them and their source of fear for speaking up to you may be unknown. So you have to directly request that if they see something to please tell you and that you will extend the same courtesy back to them. If you want to take this idea to the next level, try stating one of your weaknesses. For example, if you're a new captain in an airline, say that you're a new captain in an airline and that you may be prone to making mistakes and that you appreciate any help that they can provide you along the way. If you're a seasoned captain, tell everyone that you're a seasoned captain and that you've been around for so long, you may be prone to mistakes. And if you have a crew member on board with you who's new to aviation, tell them that you understand that you know what it's like to be new and not to be afraid to speak up if they have any concerns. Because while that may seem obvious to you, it doesn't come natural for most people. 
So if you're dealing with pilots on a regular basis, my number one piece of advice to you is don't be afraid of judgment. Speak up if you see something. Take the gloves off. Hit us back. And remember, there's only one way to do things, and that's the right way. I hope you found the information in this episode useful. If you know anyone who could also benefit from this podcast, please share it. If you have any questions, head over to avicair.com and drop us a line. And don't forget to follow our page on Facebook and follow us on Instagram, where we push out special offers to our growing Avic Air nation. Bye, everyone. See you soon.